You have to meet customers where they are. So that's going to be in store, however they want to get that. It's going to be online. It's going to be in these walled gardens, social channels. And so make sure you're working with providers who can aggregate all of that for you and simplify it for you. You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. If you've been reading the business section over the past year, I think it's safe to say you've seen Shopify a few times. Between their um, dedication to innovation, their people-first approach to brand development and product strategy, to the insane level of growth that they've seen over the past year, um, Shopify is definitely one of those companies that I personally love to watch. That's why I was thrilled to have Thomas Epting, the director of Shopify Fulfillment Network, on the show. And we talked about the high-level direction of Shopify, the mothership, as he calls it, um, some of the lessons that they've learned over the past year, and how the pandemic, um, shifting customer needs, and evolving shopper behaviors have influenced their overall product roadmap, their focus on innovation, and even some of their strategic investments. And given Thomas's position in um, SFN specifically, we do get into some timely fulfillment trends and best practices. So if you're looking for an inside look on this company, what makes it tick, how they're driving forward um, past the uh, pandemic and into our new normal, this conversation is for you. Thomas, I know you're a busy man. Thank you so much for taking the time and for uh, joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me, Alicia. Appreciate it. So we have a lot to get into, but I always like to start a little high level. There may be some folks listening right now that may be unfamiliar with you, the work you do at Shopify. Hopefully they know Shopify by now, but I mean, we can get into that if you want to. So why don't you you start there? Why don't you share a little bit about your role and what your day-to-day kind of looks like in Shopify world? Let's start with uh, Shopify the Mothership. They've got a much more interesting story. So we have a mission to power commerce and make it better for everyone. We're really the entrepreneurship company. So we allow small and mid-sized businesses 1.7 million merchants across 175 different countries use our e-commerce platform to power their entrepreneurship. We really have a mission to democratize the technology that's typically reserved for the largest retailers and largest supply chains and make it available to everybody. So now to me, I'm a lifelong entrepreneur, spent a couple of decades prior to Shopify working, building my own e-commerce business. And it also dealt with lots of small and mid-sized businesses. And so I know that whole journey from pre-revenue and fundraising all the way to triple-digit top-line millions growth. And so I joined Shopify just about three and a half years ago to help build the team that would build the Shopify Fulfillment Network. Excellent. And I love that you personally have been so immersed in that world of entrepreneurship, business building, because... Full disclosure, I think what you know draws me and, and so many others into the Shopify brand and ultimately the work that the company is doing is that you 
position yourselves as partners first, as partners to entrepreneurs, to brand builders, to retail based individuals who want to build their business. Like it's a people first approach. And I think that's why it's so effective. And, you know, obviously Shopify has seen so much growth, so much evolution over the past year because of this people first approach, I think. So let's take a minute to reflect a little bit just because of all of the change that's been happening over the past year. I definitely don't want it to be negative, but what have been some of the landmark takeaways or some of the lessons learned for you personally or even for Shopify as a whole as you've been trying to help so many businesses navigate this ever-changing landscape that we're dealing with right now? Yeah, great question, Alicia. Shopify has seen what the rest of the world has seen where the pandemic really acted as a time machine for us. It pulled 10 years of e-commerce forward to the present, and it required our merchants to learn things much quicker than they would normally. And same thing for Shopify, which is what we call ourselves. One of the reasons why Shopify is such a powerful company is that it started with, as you were saying, that people-first approach. Toby, our founder, actually started Shopify because he couldn't find a good platform to build an e-commerce business, a snowboard store for himself. And so he spent all of this time on the front line. And that's what we stress with our team is get your distance to the front line to be as close to zero as possible. And so what we saw with the pandemic was that merchants suddenly had to find different ways to accelerate their business. So for example, I'm a small retailer who operates out of a neighborhood. I no longer get foot traffic. So Shopify scrambled and what we were able to provide very quickly was the ability to have curbside pickup. We also allowed those brands to come online very quickly because Shopify is such an easy platform for merchants to navigate. They could take a brick and mortar store, turn it into an online store overnight and then expand from just shipping to their neighborhood through foot traffic to suddenly having a business that worked for their whole town, for their whole country, and in some cases, globally. Yeah, it's truly been fascinating. I, I like that you alluded to the time machine effect because that acceleration is very real. It has permeated, I think, the entire retail landscape and has impacted companies of all sizes. But to drill down into your target audience, I appreciate you bringing up that transition that so many businesses have had to make. If they didn't have an e-commerce presence, they had to stand one up, right? And if they had a digital presence, but it wasn't their top priority, maybe it was like a supplement to like a very hyper-local, engaged store experience, they had to double down on, you know, spreading across different digital channels to drive that awareness and that engagement. So shift to digital, very real, a very big and frequently visited topic on retail touch points in particular. But I feel like it, it really reaffirms this new role of the direct-to-consumer experience and, and how digital and e-commerce is supporting those quote-unquote DTC brands. So I'd love your personal perspective on how you see this space kind of evolving, expanding. I mean, with that shift to digital in mind, is it going to be even more competitive than it already is? 
Yeah, let me give you a really specific example. A merchant who's using Shopify Fulfillment Network today, this is prototypical Shopify merchant. They're called Frostbeard Studios. Roxy and Tom Luvanovic, they're out of Minnesota and they're founders. So Roxy had this love of books. She and her husband, Tom, made this business that started to create candles that capture the smell of old books, of coffee, antique wooden bookshelves. And they had a brick and mortar store where they were, were selling these. The pandemic closed that down, obviously. And so they came straight to SFN where we helped them pick, custom pack and ship their orders to customers. So this allowed them to focus on growing their business, even to the point that it allowed them to ship their 10,000th order with us. So they've been able to focus on what they're great at doing and what Shopify merchants are great at doing typically, which is creating new brands, creating new products, and in some cases, even creating new product categories. The Shopify merchants are the most innovative of the future of retail. And so what we want to do with the Shopify Fulfillment Network is simplify all of that, the business of logistics and of shipping and fulfillment for them. So we want to provide them a really integrated platform so they know that they can trust Shopify is their back office. It's where they manage all of their business, where they manage their different marketing channels. And now they're also able to integrate their uh, fulfillment business there as well. They also know that they spend all of this time and effort building up their brand and Shopify Fulfillment Network wants to keep that brand front and center. We don't wanna be the marketplace or, or that puts their brand over the top of the merchant's brand. We want to allow them to control that branding experience. And so Frostbeard is one of those who, who does that with this. And then one of the real superpowers of Shopify and SFN together is that it allows you to have that buyer relationship and preserve your customer data. You're not relinquishing your data and your control of that experience to some aggregated marketplace. You're really controlling that one-on-one. -on -one. And so back to the question you asked, here's how it's going to become more competitive and why the Shopify merchant is set up to succeed they'll be able to have that relationship with their customer, provide the world-class experience that all buyers are expecting, but still be able to keep that customer relationship and keep that high brand touch point. Yeah, that's really interesting. So you're, you're kind of taking some of the, not to oversimplify it, but like the logistical headaches that, that kind of play into building your online business. You know, the fulfillment stage, I mean, it, it's interesting because it's always been perceived as a largely back office function, back office issue, but now we're seeing customers pay more attention to that, right? It's playing a, a big role in their in their satisfaction and their even their loyalty to a brand or retailer. So you're kind of allowing them to reach that benchmark of new customer expectations, but still giving them the ability to focus on building the brand itself, focusing on customer engagement, the more front end stages of customer experience, which I mean, everything needs to work together, right? In, in order to successfully compete in this new digital era, because I feel like we're starting to see all of the touch points slowly meld together, including fulfillment. Is that something that you're seeing or realizing as well, like in your conversations with merchants? You're absolutely right, Alicia. That experience needs to be seamless from a buyer perspective. 
So if they're shopping on a Shopify store today, they're using the fastest, simplest checkout imaginable, right? Shop Pay allows you to be shopping at Instagram, TikTok, wherever you are, wherever your buyer is finding that merchant. They're able with the simplest text message integration to complete that transaction as fast as you can imagine. And then Shopify Fulfillment Network will get that order shipped out to the customer with the kind of consumer expectations, meeting the kinds of consumer expectations that exist in the marketplace. And then you have Shopify Shop app that allows that entire journey to be tracked all the way to your door. And so we're really trying to create the simple tools that allow our merchants to compete with the largest players in the world, but provide a brand experience and a buyer experience that will deepen that brand customer relationship. Well, that's great. And obviously there have been a lot of conversations around the long-term impacts of this shift that we've seen, what consumer behaviors will stick long-term, like will people largely rely more on digital for like that early stage to middle stage of the decision-making process and then maybe go into the store if they want or vice versa, right? Like we're still trying to see how this all shakes out and ultimately how that will trickle down into brands investments and brand strategies. So I mean, what is Shopify broadly, as well as Shopify Fulfillment Network, focusing on strategically or in terms of like product and solution innovation to, I guess, set a framework for wherever this whole thing is going to shake out. I know it's it's hard to kind of look in, into the crystal ball, so to speak, and, and have a firm answer of where we're going to end up. But I mean, what are, what are you prioritizing? What are you thinking about right now from a solution standpoint? Another great question, Alicia. So if you abstract it up one layer, it's about digital capabilities. You're right that we don't have a crystal ball on where the world is going, but we do know that the pandemic changed customer behavior meaningfully. More and more of us shopped online, more and more of us tried new options like curbside pickup or local delivery. Those are all things that Shopify powers natively. Customers will undoubtedly go back to stores. That's why we have a Shopify point of sale retail system that integrates so beautifully and natively into Shopify the mothership. We also know that our consumers increasingly will want to go directly digital. They want to spend their time in interesting walled gardens. Like think about Instagram or TikTok and how powerful an experience that is and how much the influencers there are driving growth. So let me give you another SFN merchant experience. This is a, a merchant called Nyway and they have a body positivity brand. Nobody is nobody is their, is their tagline. And they came to us expecting about a 30% month on month growth, which is, you know, giant, right? So some Instagram influencers loved their product so much that they started sharing it. And you sort of had mean scale sharing happen very quickly. And so they saw 200 plus percent month over month growth in their brand. Now they had switched to Shopify Fulfillment Network because their existing outsourced fulfillment provider had not been able to provide either the reliability or the speed that buyers have come to expect. And because Shopify Fulfillment Network 
works with fantastic partners and we have great people working behind the scenes, we were able to absorb this massive influx of business and then really allow them to continue focusing on their marketing, continuing to be where shoppers want to be, which is in these super interesting digitally native experiences, and then just keep driving growth for them. So when you talk about like, what are the guiding principles here? We want to simplify this all. We want to meet the buyer expectation. We're going to innovate in shipping and fulfillment to ensure that we can meet that buyer expectation, but also in a way that makes it possible for the small and mid-sized merchant to compete and to succeed so they can focus on what they do best and we can take care of the logistics, fulfillment and shipping behind the scenes for them. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you brought up that example of social, right? Because on the front end, social commerce is so fascinating, so exciting because you're essentially streamlining that customer experience. You're allowing people to go from inspiration to conversion in one click, right? But I didn't know if there were any like weird fulfillment implications of that, what like the challenges could possibly be for these smaller brands that are trying to do great content that drives social commerce, but maybe they don't have the fulfillment capabilities built in, right? Because I could imagine that could get pretty messy and disjointed if they don't. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, I spend lots of time talking to Shopify merchants about their needs and live through that own experience of, of scaling an e-commerce business myself. And so when you talk to the smallest of the brands, this is what they tell you. I have a side hustle here. I have a dream of being an entrepreneur. Shopify makes it so easy that I've been able to try that. I've started to ship 10 or 20 packages as a day, haven't yet given up my day job. And now I'm staying up until two o'clock in the morning packing boxes. This isn't sustainable. So I know that Shopify makes everything else for me easy. Can you also make outsourcing my logistics and my fulfillment easy? So the answer to that is yes. So we, we take on that size of a business really, really well, and we help them make that transition. When we talk to them about what don't they like about working with other fulfillment partners, it's the fact that you have a two-tab experience in your browser. Shopify is the back office. It controls all of my inventory, allows me to get into those interesting digital channels like Instagram, TikTok, et cetera. And then I have to tab over to some other portal and try to understand how the inventory numbers match up and whatever. And so SFN makes all of that digitally native and connected. And so they can, again, focus on the scale that happens pretty naturally online. Here's the other thing that is challenging for a Shopify merchant. They want to provide this brand experience, this custom unboxing experience. Here's another great example. There's a Latin-owned business called uh, Ceremonia. And so they're, they're a clean hair brand. They signed with SFN immediately upon launching their brand. They knew that they needed to outsource from, from the beginning. And so they wanted to spend their time on new product, on marketing, on branding. But they also needed to have a sustainable and stylish custom unboxing experience. And they knew they weren't going to be able to pull that off on their own, and particularly if they were successful in scaling. And so, again, they, they could trust SFN to take care of that for them. 
Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I think those unboxing experiences are only going to become more important over time. It's been fun to see the the different types of content and campaigns that some brands have been able to do just through that unboxing experience. But before we start to, you know, think about the future, future trends, tech to watch, I do want to ask you quickly about curbside other forms of omni-channel fulfillment that have really come to the forefront because you spoke about it briefly before and you spoke about how Shopify has some of these more integrated capabilities right into the customer experience such as text messaging which, which we've been hearing a lot about so i mean can you break down some of the complexities for your customers that they've had to kind of navigate when trying to expand their fulfillment offerings like even curbside i could imagine could get a little unwieldy for smaller businesses that maybe, you know, it's them and one other employee and they're trying to manage digital orders and people coming into the store and, oh yeah, we stood up curbside and people loved it. How do we keep that going in a sustainable way and a efficient way, like in in terms of like inventory management, right? Like I I could imagine there are a lot of layers there, the more you think through the different pieces. So can you kind of break down how that works and, you know, what you're trying to provide to your customers from a solution standpoint? Yeah, another great question. I'm actually going to talk about a local florist here in Ottawa where I'm based. I'm in Ottawa, Canada. And one of our team members on the Team SFN, she offered to pitch in with this local florist. So the pandemic happens, the florist business is shut down, essentially. And so it's so easy to spin up this store that immediately the florist was able to bring her business online. So she's now no longer just a shop for her local neighborhood. She's a shop for all of Ottawa now, and it's uh, more than a million residents. She's able to set up a subscription business so I can get my flowers refreshed every couple of weeks. She's able to set up curbside delivery, or sorry, curbside pickup or delivery natively in her checkout. So when I'm going through and picking, okay, I need to refresh these plants or I want these flowers delivered, then I'm able to just, with no back-end effort on her side, no complexity on her side, she's able to just enable that natively out of the box with Shopify. So I'm able to decide if I want them delivered tonight or if I'm going to be in that neighborhood, I'd, I'd prefer to pick them up. That's one of the most powerful things. And then of course, for when the pandemic is under control, that her walk-in customers come back, all of that is managed in her Shopify point of sale system and in her Shopify back office. So from an inventory management perspective, she has a single source of truth. So think about it as a retailer. Your subscribers know this. They put their largest single investment into their inventory cost on hand. Shopify enables the truth of the inventory cost on hand, all of the sales channels where that inventory will be turned, and all of the fulfillment methods on the way out the back door, whether that's curbside pickup, delivery, shipping from your SFN, your fulfillment provider, or something else, is all managed natively. And so that's what's so powerful about it. And that That's why our team is absolutely merchant obsessed. And that's why a lifelong entrepreneur like me is so grateful to be part of 
Shopify's mission to make commerce better for everyone and to do that through entrepreneurship. Yeah, I, I love that example. And it just goes to show too, like you don't have to be a big box retailer or a merchant with a fleet of hundreds or thousands of stores in order to see success with these types of fulfillment offerings, right? Like I was so impressed with the caliber of experience that so many of my local businesses were able to stand up in a very, you're probably sick of hearing this word, but in a very scrappy way, but they were able to figure out how to make it work in the long term. And I feel like that's the kind of stage that a lot of companies are in right now. Like they had to pivot, they had a, you know, a Adapts, you know, they had, to, they had to be agile, all those buzzwords, right? Um, but now they're figuring out how do we build this into our business for the long term? How do we scale it? How do we make it more efficient and ultimately profitable, right? That's always the end goal and achieving that level of scale. It's interesting to see so many different merchants go on, on that journey right now. Alicia, let me jump in on that point as well. Just a quick sidebar here. This is fascinating to me. So Obviously, I'm obsessed with entrepreneurship and the small and mid-sized business scaling. But one of the fascinating things I learned after joining Shopify was how many giant CPG companies come to Shopify. Right? So I'm a big consumer packaged good company. I've been working through aggregated marketplaces and selling that way. And I see them starting to knock my product off and whatnot. And now I need some way to go direct to consumer. And so I, I go to my CTO or my CIO and I say, I need to stand up a new brand that goes direct to consumer. And they say, cool, 18, 24 months from now, we'll have a website for you or whatever. We've got to go work with these giant outside providers and whatnot. And so it's, it's typically their chief marketing officer actually comes to Shopify. We have a plus product for our largest merchants. And they say, hey, how quickly could I stand up a store? And in a couple of weeks, sometimes less, you have a large brand that comes online. Uh, some of the largest players in the world, when they know they need to go direct to consumer, they also come to Shopify. So right now, the Shopify Fulfillment Network isn't trying to tackle logistics for those giant companies. They've long figured that space out. SFN is squarely focused on how do we help these fast scaling, emerging brands continue to preserve that customer experience, continue to preserve and compete. But Shopify, the mothership, is serving the full gamut of commerce right now because its tools are so scalable and so quick to deploy and use. I love that. So going deeper into the line of cutting edge tech and new capabilities, I feel like everyone always talks about like the front facing areas of the customer experience, right? Like what new glitzy tech can make the customer's lives easier, but it's slowly starting to gain momentum in, in the way of fulfillment operations. So, I mean, are there any tech trends that you're tracking, anything that Shopify Fulfillment Network is trying to bolster in order to make the fulfillment experience as efficient and seamless as possible for your customers? Absolutely. Some of your listeners know that Shopify acquired uh, Six River Systems, a robotics company. And I was fortunate to lead that team that, that went and, and pitched that acquisition and then did all the due diligence. Here's one of the fascinating things about Six River Systems. So they have a robotics technology 
that moves through warehouses. So you, they call it the Chuck. It's named after the Charles River, bunch of wicked smart AI and robotics people working out of Boston and all those schools that feed in. They were part of the team that built Kiva and then Amazon Robotics, learned a bunch of lessons there, and then wanted to start over and build it the right way and build, build a technology that would really enable the warehouse to be human robotic friendly and really drive some innovation there. So as part of the due diligence process, of course, I went into fulfillment centers and talked to the people, not just the management that says, yes, of course, our picking operations are two and three times faster than they were under old technologies. I actually went and talked to the frontline associate because that's where all of this happens in the warehouse and wanted to understand from that individual, what is this like working with this technology? And the, the fascinating thing is that that Six River Systems makes that job in the warehouse more enjoyable, less taxing physically, and less taxing mentally. So instead of pulling around a large cart loaded up with things that are going to a packing station, the Chuck robot is driving for you. It's carrying all of the weight. Instead of having to figure out where to go next and navigate, the robot is going in front of you and you just follow the leader. You just go where it needs to take you. It's kind of like an iPad on wheels with a big cart that's carrying everything for you. And so as you roll up to the bin that has the picking location, that iPad is pointing the direction for you to find the bin you're looking for, giving you, a, you know, some big numbers and letters to clue in. You grab the right thing. It goes under a barcode scanner to confirm that you've gotten the right item. And then the iPad lights up and shows you which bin to put it in inside of the robot to make sure that the customer who placed the order gets the right thing shipped to them. And so that the cognitive effort of getting high quality fulfillment done is also lessened by this technology. And so the employees in the warehouse, the associates who are so important to pulling this all off well and at scale told me, I like my job better. Given the choice of all these technologies I could work with, I choose this one over and over because it makes it simpler to do. I can hit my numbers better. I can go a lot faster. I never make mistakes. So that's what you'll see emerge. That's what you'll see happen more with Six River Systems and with Shopify Fulfillment Network is we will continue to build the future of logistics and the future of fulfillment such that our brand-obsessed merchants can compete at scale, but also that it can be done in a way that's super cost-effective and leverages the best of future technologies to create a better fulfillment experience not just for the buyer and the merchant, but also for the team members who work in these fulfillment centers. Yeah, that's truly fascinating, Thomas. And I've loved hearing your perspective on what the key challenges are for merchants, what the opportunities are, um, just based on real life experiences and, and real conversations. And it's interesting to see how that's guiding Shopify's priorities and your investments, both at the mothership level, as you say, but also for Shopify Fulfillment Network specifically. So we're just about at the top of our time together, um, which I feel like these conversations always fly by because there are so many layers to them. But I feel like a point of discussion that's been coming up more and more, you know, as we've seen consumers 
respond so favorably to things like curbside pickup, faster delivery through like third-party apps and services, even buy online, pick up and store, right? We've really seen it flourish, partly out of necessity, partly out of convenience and ease. So with that, we've seen more conversations around like ways to differentiate through the fulfillment experience come up. So not just, you know, ticking the box, getting the job done, but how can we turn this moment of interaction or handoff, so to speak, into a moment of engagement, a moment of surprise and delight? And I know you talked about like the unboxing experience a little bit earlier. So I'm wondering if there there's anything else, any other opportunities that you think are worth noting, not just for the DTC brands that you, you serve, but I guess for retailers in general, like are there any best practices or, or even just high level ideas that you think really present opportunity for that greater, more immersive fulfillment experience? Yes, I think you'll see two things emerge here. I have really specific advice. It's you have to meet customers where they are. So that's going to be in-store, however they want to get that. It's going to be online. It's going to be in these walled gardens, social channels. And so make sure you're working with providers who can aggregate all of that for you and simplify it for you. Obviously, I'm biased that Shopify does that better than anybody. But that's really the consumer trends will be more and more, I want it as I want it and where I want it. And then as a retailer... Again, your single largest investment is your inventory cost on hand. To turn that inventory effectively and to manage that well, I think you'll see two trends emerge. One, you'll see a simplification of supply chain where more and more merchants will realize, hey, if I just go direct to consumer, I preserve all of my margin. So I don't have to to work with wholesalers and whatnot along the way. And Shopify enables that. So If I can grow the business with my direct-to-consumer model, I can create the most effective and most profitable business, preserve my brand experience, and create the world that I want to create for my brand. Then you'll also have the other type of the merchant that emerges or exists already on Shopify as well. And this is because you have to meet the customer wherever they are, you do have sales channel bifurcation, right? It's good. You're going to have to turn that inventory wherever they are. And so more and more, what you'll see Shopify do is build out that entire operating system of commerce so that inventory can be managed in a single back office and sold anywhere and fulfilled anywhere. And so that's, I think, going to be the real challenge for retailers going forward. And then, of course, you want to work with the most innovative partners. So if you think about Shopify has augmented reality products, here's a really fascinating example. So I have a 10-year-old son and, of course, went through that piece when he was a baby, had to buy the stroller and trying to figure out would the stroller fit in the back of the vehicle. And so if you go on a Shopify store today that sells baby buggies, you can actually use augmented reality to fit the particular stroller into the pack of your vehicle. And so in working with Shopify, we have all these teams of the brightest minds I've ever met working on the most diverse set of problems that's all about the entire operating system of commerce. We're playing to be a 100-year company, 
And so we're looking far into the future and saying, we know that more and more retail will be of the variety that I want to know, will this particular thing, will this baby buggy fit in the back of my car or not? Will this particular home good look good in my apartment or in my home? And you're going to want an e-com partner who provides that all for you. And then you're also going to want a fulfillment partner that allows you to compete in terms of that high quality, super speedy delivery that you've come to expect. And so that's why I'm super bullish on Shopify, super grateful to be part of their team. And I think more and more merchants and consumers will become just blown away by what they'll see Shopify launch over the next weeks, months, and years. Yeah, it'll definitely be fascinating to see. And hopefully we can continue to the conversation, do a quick check-in because it's always fascinating to see what companies in this space do, how they're innovating, where the investments lie. So Thomas Epting, thank you again so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to chat with me, talk fulfillment, talk about all the great things happening in your neck of the woods. Truly fascinating stuff. Thank you again. Thanks, Alicia. And uh, to all of you listening, if you have any follow-up questions for Thomas, we want to hear them. We want to help facilitate these follow-up conversations and really help drive the industry forward. So drop us a line on Twitter at our touchpoints or reach out to us through LinkedIn at Retail Touchpoints. And we would love to hear anything and everything, your thoughts on the episode, follow-up questions for Thomas, and just general comments on topics you want us to dig into, folks you want us to interview, and anything else. And of course, if you haven't subscribed to the show already, that's your way to get episodes um, directly to your preferred podcast player as soon as they're available. So definitely subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts really, we're there. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review. It helps us ensure that we're creating the best content and having the best conversations for our listeners. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll uh, see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, keep mixing it up.